Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. I'm a mentor, four times author, leader of my Bold Darling Mastermind for female entrepreneurs, retreat host, and I've gotten to host this podcast for five years. As with all of my work, this show is to serve female entrepreneurs who want to optimize their energy and their mindsets in order to build the businesses and lives of their dreams. I've walked this entrepreneurial path for 11 years now, and I can tell you that there is a way to have a business you love and still have the space and time for all the other parts of your life that make you, you. Whether your number one priority right now is to scale your business, upgrade your finances, rediscover yourself, find more energy, get more organized, reconnect with yourself, or build a life and or business that's more aligned for you or all of the above, I am here as your guide on the show to help you make it a reality. Listen in on my dulcet Irish tones as I share tales from the front line of my business and mentoring behind the scenes insights on how I'm approaching life and business and speak with brilliant expert guests. Search The Lorraine Murphy Show wherever you get your podcasts. A new episode drops every Friday. Subscribe to make sure you always catch the freshest episodes. Let's dive in to this week's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Lorraine Murphy Show. Now, before I dive into this week's episode, I wanted to share with you a very, very exciting event that's coming up in February next year. So if you have been following for a while, you will know that in this year, 2023, we have been living in Spain. So my opportunities to see people in real life has been very, very limited. So pretty much the first thing that I wanted to create when I get back to Australia in January is a two-day love-in for business owners. So I am going to be hosting a new event concept for me. It's called the Bold Brilliance Strategy Retreat, and it's happening in Sydney. So it's a two-day non-resident non-residential retreat is that what I would say and it's a super special in-person event and what I'm sharing over these two days is the most golden nuggets from my one-on-one mentoring these are the insights that can change your perspective and your business overnight I'm really seeing this as an immersive experience that will enable you to both see step one and also feel step two the power of your potential and the potential of your business and take real steps towards realizing that potential all with an intimate group of fellow like-minded entrepreneurs. So this is really the event for you if you feel like you're stuck on the hamster wheel of same shit different day in your business and are ready to break out to that next level. If you've maybe been looking to scale for a while and haven't quite gotten that traction you want just yet, you want clarity on how to design your business, or you're in need of a Lorraine-style strategic and energetic kickstart. So this really is going to be the best way to set you up for a kick-ass 2024 in your business. So it's over two days. There are two levels of ticket prices. So there's a standard ticket and also a VIP ticket, which I've never done before and I'm very excited to do. It is happening in mid-February and you can find all the details on my website and I'll also pop a link in the show notes as well. So tickets are absolutely limited on that one because I'm really keen on having an intimate group that I feel like I can give everyone in the group some TLC over those two days. So yeah, jump to the link in the show notes if you'd like to be part of that. I'm really, really looking forward to that one. 
All right, so on to this week's episode. So you may know that last month, as I'm recording this, in October this year, I hosted a retreat to Bali. So I first hosted a retreat in Bali in 2018 and was due to host another one in 2020, but we all know what happened that year. So I was really, really excited to create this at the beginning of this year and yeah, just get to create that incredible experience. Bali is 100% my happy place. So what I wanted to do, I've actually, I'm creating a three-part series really taking you behind the scenes of my Bali retreat because I love hearing from others' experiences on retreat and I know how much curiosity there is within my community on what actually happens on retreat. No, what do you eat? What do you do? How does it all work? Do people like each other? So I wanted to create a three-part series. So you've got me today talking about my perspective as the event organizer and what I observed within the group and within the workshops that I hosted with them. Then next week, we're going to have the brilliant Claire Ob who was the spiritual guide on the retreat. So she hosted our Miracle Mornings and also was so generous with sharing her tools with the group because I'm very passionate about not just having a retreat be, yay, it's amazing while you're there. And then the second you kind of step off the plane and get back home, that all that goes out the window. I really want people to learn tools that they will have, you know, not just when they get home, but forevermore as well. So Claire will be sharing that the spiritual side of the retreat next week. And then the week after that, so excited for this, I've got Jimmy Doyle, who was our healer in residence at the retreat. And I think he first came on the show about three or four years ago, and it's one of my top listened to episodes. I think it was in 2020, actually. So I'm really excited to share his input as well from you know how we can heal our bodies using our minds and the commonalities of what he saw within my group as well on retreat. So sit back, unless you're walking, then please don't sit back. And let me take you to Bali. I feel like I need some like nice plinky plonky <laughs> Balinese music right now. I like to, to, to send some frangipani and jasmine down the line at you. So first of all, I just want to touch on briefly why I host retreats, because I know for many business owners, there's a few of my mentees who have gone, oh my God, you would host an amazing retreat that would add so much value to your community. And they've just gone, nah, not interested. Or some friends in similar space to me where they're like, yeah, no, no, no way. Couldn't deal. And, and I love them. Like this is right up there at my very, very, very favorite parts of my business is hosting retreats. I'm just so in joy the whole time that, that I'm hosting a retreat. So the reason that I started creating them and, and continued to create them was I know that from my community, which is mostly made up of business owners, women get really, really tired. And I see myself as almost this bridger of the gap between women who maybe wouldn't normally prioritize their own rest and their own restoration. They see me doing it. They see me having a great experience and they want in on that, but they want in on that with me as their guide because it takes the guesswork out of it. You know, gratefully, they trust me and they trust that I will create an experience for them. So that's the main reason I really want to create that space, that soft place to land for tired women. And and I have, I have found nothing like a retreat to create that really deep, deep restoration like you think about a plant hasn't been watered for months on end and when you first give it water you know it just needs more and more and more and more I feel like that's what retreats can be they can be that total reset that total recharge so that you as I said to the group on our last day as we were wrapping up the retreat together in October 
I said to them, you have just unlocked a year or two of energy for yourselves. <laughs> and then I corrected myself. I was like, actually, just a year, because I want you all to come back again next year, because I want to do this again with you. So I know the power of retreats intimately myself, and it's just such a privilege and a delight for me to create that experience for, for, for other women. So where the retreat was, it was in Bali, aka my happy place. And it was in Changu. So I normally go, I actually went to Ubud myself the week before the retreat. However, Changu, I feel is just better. It's closer to Jimmy. It's less travel time from the airport. And there's lots of like nice restaurants and bars and cafes and all the things, which Ubud does have, but it's a bit more... One of my retreat guests was saying it's a bit more bougie in Changu. So I found two villas next door to each other. And this is the challenge with hosting retreats. It's trying to find the accommodation that will hold a reasonably large size group. Because often villas or, you know, houses in Australia will say, yeah, it sleeps 12, 12, 15 people. But when you look at it, like one of those rooms is like two, it's like a dorm room. It's like two or three sets of bunk beds, which obviously is so not on brand for a retreat (laughs) that I would host. So I found two villas next door to each other. So one was six bedroom, one was seven bedroom, and they were almost interconnecting. You walked out the the door of one and walked in the door of the other. So it was such a beautiful setting. And it's always scary because I, I wasn't able to go over. If I was in Australia, I would have gone and done a recce, but it was 18 hours of flying time for me from Spain. So I just had to go on my gut and go on trust and go on the fact that the villa manager was so incredible to deal with. So I committed, <laughs> paid for two interconnecting villas for six, five nights uh, without having seen them before, which was pretty, pretty scary. And I got to see them then a few days after I arrived in Bali myself the week before the retreat. I got to see them on the Wednesday. The retreat was starting on the following Monday. So I'm like terrified arriving at the retreat. Villa's going, please be okay, please be okay, please be okay. Because I've got you know 17 women coming to this event on Monday and you need to be good. And they were amazing. I was so happy. So they were quite... So there's nowhere really central in Changu now because it's just gotten so big and the traffic is just so insane. But they were in Changu. And even though we were in quite a built-up area, they were so incredibly peaceful. They were just like this oasis and it was pretty cool they've got a ground level so if you're on a ground level room you're looking you're pretty much step out into the pool obviously not you've got a a path and if you're on the upper level then you've got a view of both villas and it was pretty fun it was like the barbie you know barbie dream house i don't know if you've watched the barbie movie but if you have when barbie wakes up in the morning she's like hi barbie hi barbie hi barbie it was like that if you're on the upper floors because you could just see everyone you know sitting on their balconies and waving to each other and stuff it was just felt like a real community vibe. I think the villas really set us up to have that experience. So, and the energy was just beautiful. Like it's very hard to tell from booking something online if it's going to have the right energy. And I really felt like these villas did. And we had a full team. So we had a full cooking, cookers, they call them cookers in Bali. We had the cooking team. We had maids there all day. We had a, a head butler for each of the, the villas. And gardeners so everything was basically just looked after for us which was just incredible and then with the rooms so every single one of the rooms had a bathroom some had a beautiful bath as well and I was trying to think what was my favorite room and it was really hard to choose I loved Annie's room because she had a really lovely bed and and then she was upstairs and looked down but then I really liked like Megan and Chantel's room as well because they just and Kyla's along there they just stepped right out onto the, the the pool which was was gorgeous so yeah that was where we were and then in terms of who terms of who came so it was heartbreaking we were meant to have 17 guests coming along so 17 women had had booked to come along 
and the retreat started on the Monday and on the Friday I had an email from one of them and oh god the subject line was just COVID and I was sitting in yoga barn and opened this email and one of our guests uh, basically said that she had been diagnosed with COVID she was trying to figure out if she was well enough to travel but she was just so sick and her doctor had said look I really don't think you're up to traveling so she couldn't come and it was the Friday and she was meant to be leaving in like two nights and then when I was reading so before everyone leaves we asked them to complete a pre-departure survey which just gets like their dietaries and what they're hoping to get out of the retreat and emergency contact details and all the kind of the grown-up stuff and I had said to her you know what in in the, the survey I said what are you most looking forward to about the retreat and she said I'm just looking forward to everything I'm just I've had a really tough year I just I've been counting down every single day since I booked this. And she was like, I think she was maybe number four or five to book the retreat earlier on this year when I announced it. Oh my God, I was so heartbroken for her. So obviously we helped her with um, travel insurance. She got her refund and she's booked to come back in May. Thank God. So, oh, that was heartbreaking. So we were meant to have 17 guests coming along. We ended up having 16. And of those 16, 13 had businesses and three did not. And, and they were kind of a bit like, is this going to be okay? And I said, look, this isn't a business tr- retreat. Obviously, we will touch on business and you're with other business owners. That you Feel free to talk shop as much as you want. But it was very intentional for me setting up the retreat that this is a this is a break from all of the responsibilities at home. So we did a lot of visioning. I'll talk about the workshops in a second. So obviously, business was discussed quite a bit, but it wasn't hosted as you know expressly a, bus- a business retreat. So I'd been in Bali for eight days before it started and it was really lovely because we had had a pre-departure call. So two weeks before the retreat began, we had a pre-departure call on Zoom where everyone got to meet each other and I took everyone through the the, pretty comprehensive pre-departure guide and it just meant that everyone was able to put faces to each other and obviously introduce the roomies to each other as well because it was a mix of private rooms and twin share rooms. So, and then I got to Bali and the WhatsApp group had already been started before we got there, which was really good. I'm so glad we did it that way. Normally we start the WhatsApp group like the day before, but it was really lovely. Everyone was already bonding around what they were packing and when they were arriving and people were sharing lifts from the airport. And there was three who met up for dinner, I think on the Saturday night beforehand because they had flown in and were staying in Changu. So it was like the community had already began before we even actually met in person, which was, was really cool. So I had a few days of pretty intensive work in Bali and, and then I did lots of shopping. So I'm very big on the personal touches. So I know I'm very clear on the, the incense that I want. I'm very clear on the ceremonial cacao that I want, the gifts that I want for guests. So I had a really nice couple of days. Yeah, just organizing all of that. And then my beautiful friend Stace was there with me in Ubud as well. So she was a great shopping buddy when I was getting all my bits and pieces. So I left Stace in Ubud on Sunday morning and then got a driver over to Changu and met Claire. So her and I stayed offsite in a villa five minute walk away. So it was so nice to see Claire because I hadn't seen her since. Oh my gosh. I don't even know if I'd actually seen her this year so far. I think it was last year since I saw her. So that was really, really special to, to see her. And we headed over to the villa. So I was able to show her. She was just, yeah, she was just going, this is amazing. I can't believe we get to be here with the group for a week. And we went and did our shopping trip into Changu. So I like to stock up on all the snacks and the bits and pieces for the rooms. And then we came back to the villas and we were setting them up. So we were very, very lucky to receive incredibly generous gifts from Iku, which if you know me for a while, you know I'm obsessed with Iku products. So really beautiful organic spa brand, skincare brand, body care brand. So Naomi, the founder, was 
beyond generous and we were able to gift every guest with a pretty comprehensive gift set from Iku with some of my favorite products. This is incredible, like orange body buff. It's like this sugar-based scrub, which is so beautiful. There was the whipped body souffle, which I adore as well. The sleepy head oil, which is a little oil. Lexi actually loves it, that you roll on your temples and on your chest to help you sleep. So just really, really beautiful gifts from Iku. And again, Naomi, if you're listening to this, thank you. That was incredible. They love them. Still love them. And then there was setting the scene for everyone to arrive. So we'd said to everyone to arrive from 4 p.m. So we had the incense going, we had the music going, just so they felt like they just walked in and really started to experience that retreat vibe vibe straight away and then Claire and I ran back to our villa got ourselves zhushed and changed and it was back to the villas then to to greet guests so I was thinking about the numbers so I think eight people arrived on that day into Bali and eight arrived up to three days before actually Katrina actually was there for a full week before she was in Ubud as well and I would actually advise you know whether you come on a retreat with me at some point in future or with someone else If it is kind of anything longer than a couple of hour flight, I would really suggest that you do arrive the day before. It just means you can acclimatize, start dropping in, just get your bearings and and just have a a kind of a simple airport transfer the next morning. So we provided all the airport transfers. So that worked incredibly well. And again, because we grouped people by what time their flight was coming in, there was about two to four people in each car. And that was really nice because they got to know each other in the drive and didn't arrive at the retreat feeling like they hadn't met anyone yet. So then myself and Claire took people to their rooms and it's so special. Claire said she took one particular guest to her room and she actually started crying because it was so beautiful and she'd never experienced anything like that before. Like, oh, Claire came down and told me and I almost cried myself. So yeah, afternoon to settle in, quite a few guests hopped in the pool and had a swim. And then we had a pretty, pretty low key dinner that that first night. So we had a cocktail. So we had a barman come each evening and prepare the cocktail of the night. And it was pretty funny. So alcohol is quite expensive in Bali so rather than and you can't bring it in so I went and did like a supermarket shop the day of the guests were arriving and I had this trolley like full of alcohol I think I had like three bottles of gin three bottles of vodka three bottles of rum and three bottles of tequila I think this guy just saw me and was like just walking around the supermarket he was like wow and I was like big party big party lots of friends probably thought it was all for me so we had a cocktail each evening and then we had a really really low-key just really light healthy dinner that night and it was really lovely like I came over for dinner and I think I was with a guest next door and I, I came into so we ate and ate in one villa basically we had like breakfast lunch and dinner in one villa and then we did our miracle mornings and our workshops in the other villa which worked which worked really well it was a really nice flow so I was over next door in Villa Indigo Blue, it was called, and then came over to next door. And most of the guests were in the pool and just had dinner and their swimmers. So it was just really, everyone was chatting. I hopped in the pool, I was just chatting to everyone. Just a lot. Oh, it was just really special. I think at that moment, I went, this is going to be really good. Like this group is really good. And I've never, ever had a bad group on retreat. This was just next level. So I don't know if it was the Bali vibes or just the things like having seen each other before on the pre-departure call, having met at least one person in the run-up, whether it was in your car or meeting up in Changu beforehand. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a big yay moment. And then Tuesday morning then was our first miracle morning of the day. So if you're not familiar with the idea of a miracle morning, it's a brilliant book by a, an author called Hal Elrod. And he basically talks about the, the ideal morning routine and how you can really set yourself up for success with your mornings. And it's something that I've tried to practice over the years as well. So 
part of my retreats is always a miracle morning too. Yeah, really, I love the idea of guests just rolling out of bed, rolling onto the yoga mat and just having this delicious morning of meditation and yoga and breath work. And the perfect person to host that is the brilliant Claire. So Claire came along and I could easily have found, you know, a yoga teacher, meditation teacher, whatever in Bali, because God knows there's so many of them over there. But I'm really selective about the kind of energy that I bring into my group. And I trust Claire implicitly to hold space and care for my guests. She's come and helped on a number of my retreats that I've hosted in the past. And it just felt like a no-brainer to me to, to invest in flying her over and having her there for the week. So Claire just wove her magic with a beautiful blend of very gentle feminine yoga in the mornings as something she taught me which I never knew was that all the yoga traditions like Ayanga and Vinyasa and Ashtanga and so on were actually designed for males bodies for men's bodies and there's a whole other space which has emerged more recently which is for yoga that's suitable for female not suitable but is more appropriate and nourishing for a female body so that's the kind of yoga that claire creates and we did meditation we did breath work and on that first morning we had an extended miracle morning and had our cacao ceremony that was <laughs> a big mission the night before because i had claire's recipe and i've been to retreat claire's hosted and i love her cacao that she makes and I had given the cooking team all the ingredients and I accidentally said, put one tablespoon of cayenne pepper in, not one teaspoon. So the chef called me over after dinner on the sun Monday night because she was preparing the cacao and I tasted it. And I was like, oh my God. So yeah, I literally stood there. Claire and I stood with her and while we got the balance just right of you know cacao and spices and sweetness and all the things. And it was delicious. It was so good so good. So we had the cacao ceremony really to open our hearts, really ground into the energy of the retreat. And I think it started a bit of a cacao obsession for the group. The chef had made a massive pot. So we had plenty for the next day. And then we had more ceremonial cacao left over from the block that I had bought. So I think we actually had cacao most mornings halfway through my, my workshop. So, and it's been really lovely to see how much the cacao obsession has lasted at home. So on the WhatsApp group, which is still on fire. So cool. This is, God, we left a month ago now and the WhatsApp group is still, there's people in there every day having the best chats. So yeah, everyone's like comparing notes on their cacao brands and ceremonies and how they're doing and posting pictures of them doing their miracle morning with their cacao and their oracle cards. And yeah, it's re really special. And it's little things like that, that really anchor you back into an experience that you've had, you know, a taste, a smell. Claire and I agreed beforehand that we would have like a particular scent that we would have for the retreat. And for the first, I think, two days, she created this special blend that was like just so Balinese. That's the only way I can describe it. It's like lime and it was a frangipani she had in there. It was beautiful. So she used that oil on everyone at the end of each uh, miracle morning where she like massaged their foreheads and their necks and so on. And, and then we gifted the group that oil when they went home. So it's just a way of, you know, I think scent is a very powerful way of anchoring ourselves into a particular state of mind or a place or a feeling or whatever it might be. And then we had my first session on Tuesday morning, and that was very much about setting our intentions for the time together and introductions. That was a pretty big session. You know, obviously everyone arrives at a retreat like that with their own story to share. And, you know, some people had a really tough time. Some people were like, I'm, you know, I'm here just to rest. That's my biggest concern right now. But that was a big session and it needs to be that, I think, on a retreat because everything just needs to be kind of brought out in the open and that's when the healing begins. You know, when we create that awareness of it ourselves from articulating it to other people 
And when we can really see each other and hear each other's pain and challenge and opportunities and goals, that's when we can really, as a retreat, come together and, and hold that space for each other. So, And it's also a huge trust-building exercise as well. You know, it's very difficult to drop into an open sharing space if you don't have that vulnerability, that trust that comes from vulnerability with your fellow retreat goers. So <clears throat> that was a really, really powerful session. And then that afternoon, I call it go inwards time on retreat. So every afternoon after lunch, so from two to about six, there was go inwards time. And we had a team of beautiful Balinese therapists come to the villas every day. Everyone booked the treatment the night before. So you could choose from having a massage. You could have you could have a body scrub, you could have, oh, this is so nice, it's a cream bath, so I apply this deep conditioning treatment to your head and then just massage your head for 45 minutes. Oh my God, it's heaven, absolute heaven, that's my fave. And what else do they do? Manny's, petties. so that was the treatment, so they pretty much went to each lady's room and, or you could have like your massage out on the, the pagoda in the villas as well. And it was just so nice. I felt like day one, people were a bit like, I don't really know what to do with myself. And then by day two, you could see women relaxing. So sitting out on their balconies, reading her book, chatting to each other in the pool, having their massages, going back to their room for a sleep. Like they really did start to drop in by day two, which it was just so good to see, see women relaxing. I posted a story on my Insta and I got so many responses from it of one of the guests. She's a mom of five-year-old twin girls. Is She's been running a business for two years so quite fast growth in her business at the moment. And... I was sitting at the the table, I think I was preparing the, the menu or something with the chef, and I just saw her bobbing around and floating in the pool for like 20, 30 minutes. And I just posted a story from behind of her just saying, you know, it is so nice to see women resting. Like we don't get many examples of that in our everyday life. And I, I really love that when other women were being visible resting, it meant that everyone else had permission almost to do the same, that there was nothing to do. There was nowhere to be. The only thing expected of you was to rest for an entire afternoon, which is fecking life-changing if, you know, you go at the pace that so many of these women were going at, have been going at. Da, da, da. And then, ah, also that afternoon I did one-on-one, so guests had an opportunity to upgrade and do a one-on-one session with me, so a 90-minute one-on-one. It was kind of weird. I basically just went around to people's rooms. I felt like... <laughs> It's very strange. I'm like, hi, I'm here for your 90 minutes. They were really powerful sessions. It's a nice creative challenge for me, a strategic challenge to have just 90 minutes to, you know, really get the result for, for the mentee. And it's been really cool to see how much people are implementing from those one-on-one sessions. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really special. And then we had cocktails and we had dinner. So every evening before dinner, we did, I call it evening circle, which is where we come around in a circle and share our biggest insight from that day. So it's just a really nice way, you know, when everyone's been off doing their own thing for the afternoon, just to bond the group back together again and, and have an opportunity to, to reflect before we, we, we go have dinner and, and a drink as well. At Wednesday morning then, we had the Miracle Morning. We had my session, which was all around a five-year, one-year vision goal setting. And Claire and I work very closely. We'll talk more about it in the interview with her next week. But we work very closely. She knows what I'm going to be focusing on within my workshop each morning. So she then designs the Miracle Morning in a way that people are going to be as primed as possible to really be open and to be able to flow with what I'm going to be taking them through as well. So Claire and I will touch on that more next week, but it's it's really powerful. Like the difference when Claire has primed people with a miracle morning as opposed to like kind of normal everyday life where I don't have that opportunity <laughs> with the mentee. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's night and day. 
And, and then in the afternoon, then we had go inwards time and then we went out that evening. So that afternoon we got picked up by our lovely drivers and got taken down to a beach club, which pretty much just looked, it was on the beach. We, we'd sand on our toes. Our toes were in the sand, yes. And we were just looking directly at the sun setting. <clears throat> we'd hired these really beautiful, kind of, what would you call them? Cabana type things. We had two. We actually had three. I didn't realize we only needed two. And we just sat there and soaked up that beautiful sunset. People got the most beautiful photos of themselves. It's so gorgeous. I love that photo that you took it. Carla took a beautiful photo of me, one of our guests. And we just chatted and drank a lot of margaritas. Holy God, the margaritas were insane. After that night, I was like, yeah, margarita is my favorite cocktail. 100%. That is it. And yeah, we hopped in the pool and I just had a moment in the pool. It was dark at this point and everyone was in the pool, I'm pretty sure. And just looking around, like drinking a margarita, having the best chats, dancing in the pool, just going, this is living. Like, this is it. You know, all these women, you know, me included, work so hard in our businesses. We are responsible for so many people, you know, both business-wise and, and at home. We are, you know, responsible adults 90, 99% of the time. And it was just so lovely for me included just to let my hair down and just go, I'm in the pool, in a bikini. It's eight o'clock at night. I've had a few drinks. Life is really quite amazing. Like this is living. And I feel like so much of business, you know, is the showing up and the day-to-day. And then when you have moments like that, and I've had a few of them this year, I'll, I'll talk more about them in my end of year. Highs and lows episodes. But when you have one of those moments, you go, wow, this is what it's all for. Like obviously businesses are to make money and help people and, and all that great stuff. But when your business creates an opportunity and it creates an experience for you, like we were having in the pool that night, like, wow, that makes me teary with, with gratitude and just, wow, like, holy crap, this is my business. Like I get to create this with these incredible women. So that beach club trip was a massive highlight, you know, in the, in the feedback survey that we asked people to complete afterwards, that was way up there. Like, because it was living, we felt so relaxed, so excited, so connected. Yeah. The vibe was just out of this world on that night. I'm so glad we did that. I've never done that before. You know, normally if I host a retreat, we just stay on site and stay in the villas ensconced in our kind of nice cozy embrace of where we are. But that was really special. And the club we chose was perfect because it was more chilled. It wasn't like your whole Insta influencers doing their selfies, posing, like it had a much more grounded, relaxed beach shack type vibe. It was really special. I can't wait to go back already. (laughs) We're doing exactly that again next time. And then Thursday, we had our miracle morning in the morning and we actually had a free day. So that was as voted by the group. I said to them, do you want me to kind of pack more into the workshops on the other day so that you've got a full free day? And they voted yes. And so, yeah, they, the group kind of split up the, into kind of groups of twos and threes. Some just stayed at the villas and chilled. Uh, some went kind of homewares shopping. Some went clothes shopping. Some went... One of the guests put it, like kitty crap shopping, just buying souvenirs for kids. And it was interesting. I thought they'd be really excited to kind of get out and explore. And like they had drivers so they could kind of zip around the place as well. Zip as much as you zip around in Bali, given the traffic there. But yeah, quite a few of them came back early. <laughs> they Just like, it's just too much. Like we're just so peaceful and calm and held here to go back into the, you know, to go into the real world. We just weren't ready yet. So I thought that was interesting that they actually didn't love being free range. They wanted to be back in the safety of their villas. So yeah, it was a bit OTT for them. And then we had dinner and cocktails again that night. And then on Friday, which was our last full day, we had our miracle morning and my session that morning, my workshop was very much centered on energy management, which is really one of my passion subjects when it comes to business, because I feel like it's an area that people 
forget to talk about, they don't think it's important to talk about, or they just, yeah, they don't even think of it. So I was really keen to have an entire session dedicated to energy management. So that was quite a potent session for the group, you know, really helping them understand what builds their energy, what saps their energy and creating some practices and some tools and often some boundaries around how they can support their energy better, not just in business, but in life more broadly as well. And I know a couple of the group had some really big breakthroughs as part of that session as well. Then the afternoon we had go inwards time and then it was our last night. So (laughs) it was pretty funny. Claire was supposed to host a meditation workshop at six o'clock that evening. And her and I walked into the villa where it was meant to be. And two of the group had gone in and go inwards time. They'd gone into town in Changu and they had bought a case of Bintang beer. So if you don't know, Bintang is like the local beer in Bali. And there was about 10 of them drinking beers in the pool. And I just said to Claire, I don't know that meditation is going to be happening tonight. And it turned out it didn't. So everyone just yeah had a few drinks. And then we had beautiful cocktails again that evening. And we had a seafood barbecue which out of this world. The pearl lobsters were like living in a bucket all day in the kitchen, which I was just not coping with. But we had a beautiful seafood barbecue. And then, yeah, I wrapped up the evening. I wasn't last to bed. I was down to the last five or six. And the group was, yeah, we're just sitting with our feet in the pool in one of the villas, just drinking white wine. And yeah, it was really, really special. And then the next day, then we had our last miracle morning, which is really sad. And Claire closed uh, the, the spiritual side of the retreat. And then in my workshop, then that morning, it was really about bringing the retreat together. So really helping the group extract the biggest learnings from the time that they had had. And what they were going to make, cha- what, what they were going to make changes around, what they were going to implement when they went back into real life. And then we brought the whole retreat together with this really, really powerful connecting exercise, which I don't want to give away in case you do come on a retreat with me next year. And there wasn't a dry eye in the group. That was really special. And I know I was chatting to one attendee later on after that session. And she said, that was my absolute highlight. She said, I've never experienced anything like that before. So that was yeah, that was really special, really magic. So then we had lunch and then people started to go home. So it was pretty cool. I was able to arrange a, a kind of a, a very, very late checkout for one of the villas. So it just meant that if anyone was on those night flights back to Sydney or to Melbourne, Brisbane, flying, you know, from 7, 10, 11, I think 11 p.m. was the latest flight that they had the use of that villa for the whole afternoon. So they still had their spa treatments. They ordered in some dinner and they could just, yeah, hang by the pool and have showers and stuff there. So I really liked being able to create that for them. And I'm definitely going to do that in the retreats next year as well. It's already organized as well. So yeah, that was the retreat. So in terms of my biggest insights, I'll unpack this some more with Claire and Jimmy when I chat to them as well. First of all, I loved it. I could have hosted that retreat for four weeks straight, other than I'd have to go home look after my kids. It was amazing. Uh, (laughs) Sam, my ops manager, was messaging her about some other business stuff while I was away. and She was like, you seem really happy there. Like, is a move to Bali? Because she knew at that point we were going to move back from Spain. And she said, is a move to Bali on the cards for you? And I was like, nah, nah, this is my happy place. I feel incredibly high vibe. Everything goes up a level when I'm there, like my mentoring, my mood, how I feel, how I look, everything. But I said to her, I wouldn't want to ruin it. Like it's a beautiful place to visit and have this beautiful, immersive, magical experience. But I feel like if I lived there, it would ruin it. And I just don't think I could hack everyday life in Bali. Like I've already touched on the traffic. Like it's always been, I started going to Bali about 12 years ago and it wasn't that bad, but the traffic this time, even since I was there last time, it's just 
I cannot imagine trying to get kids to school, for example, in that kind of traffic. It's, what did I hear? Bali has grown so much in the last 25 years. In the last five years, Bali has grown so much in the last five years that basically the infrastructure was already, five years ago, the infrastructure was already 25 years behind what it needed to be. And then it's had this massive boom in terms of population and it's just creaking at the seams. So brilliant to visit. But yeah, I was like, Sam, I will not be, not be living here. I'll get my few trips in next year and I'll be very, very happy. So in terms of my other insights, other than me loving my own retreat, was that it's just so key to stop. Like just stop, hit the pause button. Because I know for many of the group, they had some really, really profound insights and realizations about their life back home. And you just don't get to have that level of insight and self, self-realization when you're in the go, go, go every single day. And obviously, if you can do a two-night health retreat, that's definitely better than nothing. And you will definitely top up your energy level somewhat. But I think to really drop in and have that healing experience, I think something like what, what we did, which is five nights and six days, it's it's key. And so many women discount the value of them stopping. And they're, they're denying themselves the, the opportunity just to stop and not have the responsibilities for just a few days, just a few days. Life-changing, absolutely life-changing for those women. The third insight that I had is that, and yeah, this was an interesting one. So I had three women when I was talking to them about the retreat, when I was, you know, it was open, who said, look, I really want to go. I've got the money. I can make it happen. But they said, I just can't leave, you know, insert partner name at home. I can't leave my husband. I can't leave the kids. And that stopped them from coming. Although one of those three messaged me back when I was back in Ireland in August. And she just said, right, that's it. I'm coming. I'm coming. I don't care. I'm just going to make this happen. I need this and I want this. I'm going to make it happen. And she made it happen. So one of those three did come. And I was very curious to see how everything was at home because she had told herself for four months beforehand, I think she had told me she couldn't come. And the retreat was actually booked out when she reached out to me in August because it was only like, it was two and a half months before the retreat started. And what I said to her is, okay, come as a day girl because I've got a three bedroom villa. It's just me and Claire and ours. So you can have a room in our villa and I'll create like a day girl rate for you basically. And then when our beautiful guest couldn't make it, then she got to actually be it as part of the main retreat. And her family was fine. Her children were fine. Her husband was fine. Everything was fine. And they actually, everyone did really well. You know, the families did really well. There was no dramas. There was nothing even in the businesses that required like urgent attention. And interestingly, I think the husbands appreciated the wives a lot more. So those who were in relationships, we had a couple of single moms come on the retreat as well. And I know one lady's husband said like, how do you do this? Like, how do you do this? They've got three kids. So I think there's a whole newfound level of appreciation. And this meant this guest who said that, whose husband said that she's like, that was actually worth the investment in the retreat alone for him to actually see, like see and feel and experience for himself firsthand how much I actually do that he doesn't realize. (laughs) It's pretty cool. And the other insight that I have is there was a real newfound confidence and self-belief in most of the group, particularly one one group member who came along who was really a huge amount of self-doubt, was quite teary, struggled to at times like articulate her feelings and, and where she was at about something. And she just went home. Like, I mean, they all went home a different person, I think. But this particular guest, she messaged me on WhatsApp last week, the week before, And she just said, I feel like I've just stepped out of the shadows. Like, I feel like a different person and it's lasted. Like I'm home at that point, it would have been two, three weeks and I feel the same. So 
that's incredible, you know, because that changes everything in someone's life to have that real deep-seated sense of belief and faith in themselves. And the other thing was just to observe like the depth of the bonds between the group. And it wasn't clicky, you know, it wasn't like there were two or three people who kind of became the mean girls and no one could sit beside them at dinner. Like it was just very democratic, I think is the best word to describe it. And just even seeing how many meetups there's been just in the last four weeks, like there's been a meetup in Queensland, there's been a meetup in Sydney, there's been a meetup in Canberra, and not like the whole group, they're planning that for mid next year, but more just someone happened to be in Queensland on business or someone had to be in Canberra on business and they were like, oh, let's meet up. That's special, you know? And I remember I talked about her last or in an episode recently, Jill Stanton, who's the founder of Millionaire Girls Club. And she said, you know, I've bought a lot of my best friends. <laughs> <laughs> she said this on an Insta story a while ago. And I was like, that's so interesting because you pay, you know, she's been in like VIP days or master classes or retreats or whatever it might be. And she's paid to be in rooms with the kind of women, as she described it, I shared it podcast episode a couple of weeks ago, you know, to be around women who match, matched her future. And I feel like that's what the group found as well. It was being around like-minded, supportive, ambitious, just nice women, like nice there was no mean girl shit. There never is in anything I ever create or, or host. So it was really special. And I remember actually she'd had a couple of margaritas. I don't know if she would have shared this otherwise. When we were at the beach club and we were standing in the pool, I was chatting to one of, one of the guests and she said, like, Lorraine, you don't understand. I was terrified about coming on this retreat. I'm like, why? Like what? Like leaving home? What was it? And she said, I was just so, she's like, I'm so introverted. I find being around other people generally really hard work. And I was so nervous. Like my friends were like having to talk me into, you know, she was like, I, I, at one point I didn't know if I was going to be able to go because I was just like, I can't deal with being with total strangers for six nights or six days. And she said, when we got on the Zoom call, I could see, you know, I felt better. And then she said, just, she's like, I could never have expected this. Like I thought I would be back in my room at every available opportunity just to have some time on my own. And she said, now I find myself like I go back to my room and then I'm like, twitching the curtains trying to see who's there at the pool so I can go have a chat she's like I didn't ever expect this so that's really special you know and again going back to my previous point about that confidence and self-belief that supported and intensified with the connection and acceptance from people that we respect and we like and who like us it creates that safe place for us to do that inner discovery and that self-actualization so yeah I thought that was pretty cool so next time I got on the plane back, so I left the retreat, my flight was at seven. So I left the group at like three, three or four o'clock that afternoon. And the first thing I did, so as soon as we took off from Denpasar airport and we were up in the air and the seatbelt sign had come off, I flipped down my table and pulled out my laptop and did a full debrief on, you know, everything that went well, everything that I feel could have gone better, what I would do differently next time. There wasn't a huge amount. There's kind of minor things. Like I would have just picked the menu fully in advance for the whole week rather than having a kind of a daily chat with the chef. And especially now, because I know all the favorite dishes, it was quite nice on the last day, the last Saturday lunch, just taking a bit of a vote from the group. And okay, what was your favorite dish this week? And then serving that on Saturday. So we all got to like enjoy our favorite dish again. And so, yeah, the main thing that I'm going to do differently next time. So just so you're aware, next time is May. So the last week of May next year, 2024, I'll be doing it all again. And the big thing that I wanted to do is to have pretty much like a guest concierge on the ground. So one of my team who's responsible for you know, making sure that the group is, you know, where they need to be. Not that there's lots of places to be. I mean, it's pretty easy to find people, <laughs> but just making sure that the therapists kind of know where they're at. Just being the treasurer, so much in Bali is done through cash. So just being the kind of person who hands out the cash, making sure we've got fresh coconuts because we had 
an avalanche of coconuts every single day. That was such a luxury. You know, just have a fresh coconut each day or a couple of times a day was magical. So I put it to Sam, my ops manager. I said, hey, do you fancy coming to Bali? And she said, yes. So it's going to be me, Sam and Claire, the dream team in May next year, because I said to Sam, like, all I want to do is, is hang out with the group. Like I want to do those one-on-ones if people, people want me to opt into them. And I want to just sit by the pool and chat to the group. I feel like that's where I can add the most value. Just those kind of like little ad hoc conversations to really help amplify that the guest experience. And then, yeah, have Sam pretty much managing all of the kind of operations and the logistics on the ground as well. So, yeah, I'm just so excited to spend time with Sam. We've never met in person. Hopefully we will have before May. But yeah, I'm really excited to have her. And she's just the perfect blend of an absolute operator when it comes to like logistics and detail and full woo-woo. Like she's just the perfect match (laughs) for me and my business. So, yeah, I can't wait to do it again. I've been trying to describe it to you here, what it is like and what the experience was like, you know, the energy and the vibration, the people and the magic of it all. And I've really tried my best to describe it, but it's, I also think it's something that you, you have to experience and you have to be there. Sorry. So if you are interested in coming on retreat with me, May is open at the moment. I think we're approaching half spots filled maybe at this point. And so, yeah, that is happening the last week of May. Again, it's five nights, six days. And yeah, would would love to experience that with you if you feel called. And, you know, even if a retreat with me isn't aligned for you right now, like I really hope that there's some insights that you've drawn from what I've shared as part of this episode, maybe for you to inform your own self-guided retreat in future or another retreat that maybe you might want to go on within Australia or beyond. So next week I will be having Claire come and talk about the spiritual side of the retreat and just, yeah, bouncing off kind of what she observed in the group as well. And then the week after that, as the third part of this little mini series is Jimmy Doyle. So our healer in residence. So I'm actually interviewing Claire and him tomorrow as I'm recording this. So really excited for me to have those conversations first and then to, to share them with you as well. So quick reminder that my two-day strategy retreat, my bold brilliance business strategy retreat is happening in mid-February and I'll pop all the details for that into the show notes for this episode. And if you've got any questions on that, whether or not it's appropriate for you, and of course, if the Bali retreat is appropriate for you, please just hit me up and DM. I'm at Lorraine Murphy Mentor. So always keen just to answer any questions that you might have about any experience that I am creating as well. So sending love, thank you for joining this week's episode and really excited to continue this conversation next week. Much love. I loved having you join me for this week's episode. Please do connect with me on Instagram at Lorraine Murphy Mentor and visit my website lorrainemurphy.com.au for tons of free resources and my reading list of all my favorite books. It would mean the absolute world if you could subscribe and share episodes you love with those that you love. Thank you for listening. Thank you.